Hey, so Julian from Awesome Surfboards, you're in the studio. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Rich. Awesome. Yeah, I'm happy to have you here because we get to talk about surfboards. Sometimes <laughs> on this podcast, we end up talking about serious subjects, about the community and things going on. And today we don't have to do that at all. So it's an honor to have you. Thank you. I thought it's all about surfing and yoga. Yeah, but <laughs> don't Most... ask me anything about yoga. <laughs> okay. So what do you think about yoga? <laughs> <laughs> Cut that <up>. no, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So that being said, we won't talk about yoga. Um, we'll talk about surf. So you went surfing today? Yeah. How were the waves? Oh, really good. Yeah, this was nice. Some some bigger sets. Oh, yeah. Head high maybe. Where are you from? Austria, originally. Yeah, born in Austria. Really? Yeah. No, not not the one with the L. Not Australia. You're from no, Austria. From, from the snow one. Yeah, yeah. Huh? How did you get into surfing? Um, you know, we started. I mean, skiing. I was skiing with three years old, and my my dad was a ski teacher. So then moved to snowboarding with around 15, 16. Okay. Like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I did a lot of snowboarding and all my friends, um, were, we were in the, on the glacier in the summer. So we did it pretty, you know, on a professional level and did, you know, three, two, two months maybe in the summer. And then we were just wondering why, why do we, go on the mountain in the summer and we should maybe try something else and then a bunch of us started surfing and um yeah started to travel where'd you surf first first uh i think it was 18 we we um did like a seven week trip to france like, okay so france yeah oscar Biarritz. so stayed and you know, slept in the car for eight weeks and just did on well, the surfing. There, there's some really good surf in France. Yeah. No, it's, it's like hit or miss. You know, it can be, can be amazing. And what you see in the magazines is, it's those amazing days. But most of the time is like a lot of onshore, especially in the summer. So, uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. The surf's kind of moody there. It's very moody. Yeah. So, mm. what board did you ride today? I rode the single fin. Rode your single I don't know fin? If you see it in the back, is that the one over your right shoulder? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll look at that a little bit more later. But, the interesting thing about your single fin, well, outside of the fact that you have a quad setup available too, yeah. is all the channels that you have in there. Well, I think the channel helps to just make it adds, adds a little bit more stability, so it doesn't slide off that much. And um, especially with the yeah, combination with a single fin, I really like it. Um, I also surf it with a twin, and sometimes with a center fin, and sometimes just you know pure twinny. If you um, do it as a twin with the center fin, what center fin are you putting in? Uh, shorter one. So the twinny would be like a regular twin fin and then this is like a six inch. Um, so do you really, um, and, uh, don't take offense to this, do you really feel a difference in the channels or is that just kind of a gimmick to give you a different looking board? This is a, a huge difference. <laughs> um, it's, it's a good question, but I, I made the same board and I, I brought it to Indonesia and Bali and surfed uh, in Sumba with, with the same board with no channels. And, um, okay, it's a different wave here, but it feels, it just feels a bit, a, a bit more stable. Is it just more responsive and, uh, when you turn and whatnot, it just grabs the water a little more quickly? Yeah, well, it's not, uh, the other one without channel actually turns a bit better. It's a little bit more skatey. Okay. But, uh, the channels just add a little bit more grip, if you will. You know, it's like, yeah, it doesn't slide as, as much. I had in, in Indonesia, it's a few times where the tail would just break out a bit. And this one's just more stable. Do you surf over in Indo very much? Um, I used to go there quite a lot, but then since we moved to California, um, haven't been there for 15 years. And then, and then this year I went there for two months. I got you. So you're based out of California now? Yeah. yeah. So is, and is that because, uh, awesome surfboards is your main project and that's where you need to be? That's the hub of the industry? Um, it was more like, uh, we were in, in, um, Germany and Italy before. Those are horrible and surf places. Those are exactly. Horrible, especially Germany. You can go in the river, maybe river surfing. Um, I actually watched that just the other night on YouTube. Dylan Graves surfing in his weird waves uh, video, and it was funny how they said there's localism at the river wave in Germany. Yeah, no, it's it's funny if you go there. You, you know, it's like twenty people in line waiting for their turn, and then you know people jump in. Some people make it. You know, they, they get on the board and fall in immediately, so they have to wait another half an hour. It's like a ski lift, but it's, um, I tried it only once and it's, it's difficult. It's really, it's, if, if you think, I mean, I thought I know how to surf and it's going to be super easy. I went on the river. It was like <laughs> completely different. With your snowboarding background, it seems like you, you would be able to get the hang of it pretty quick. 
on the river surfing? Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was, it's I hard. had a hard time. Yeah. It was All not right, easy. So respect, so respect yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to sidetrack you. So, so keep going. You were telling us about bad countries to surf in. Yeah, that you I, like to live in for some reason. So, uh, and I started in, in, in art center in Pasadena in LA. And, you know, my goal was always to go back to California because it's obviously great for surfing, but the whole culture, I, I like California. And, um, I'm yeah. smelling a job somewhere in yeah. here. So I, I got an offer from Apple, um, design there it to, is. to be in the Apple design team. Okay. Got and, it. uh, moved from before I was at Audi, uh, car designing and then Lamborghini also for car design. And then for Apple, I you know, started something completely different, like product design. Hey, I've never heard anyone say that in a sentence before. I worked at Lamborghini, <laughs> then I worked over to Audi and then I moved to Apple. And there's maybe a reason because I think that my, my Johnny Ive, who, who, who used to run Apple design, um, he, he, he never wanted to, to hire people from the car industry. So that's, I think that's, that might be a reason you never heard that. But so you got, uh, you got a little I, lucky. I got lucky. Yeah. It's like, that's hilarious. So are you, are you still with Apple or is that all over? Um, I, uh, quit, uh, was it? Yeah. Last year, last spring. Well, congratulations, sir. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so tell, tell us about awesome surfboards because uh, you obviously have some pretty good craft. I'm looking at right now. How long have you been working on awesome surfboards as a brand? Like eight years. Now, okay. Yeah. And um, it's been, it was kind of, you know, the, the love to surfing and the, the I guess the, you know, the designing objects. I wanted to combine that. And so surfboards for me is like, it's, it's like this perfect combination of my passion and, and, and my job. Um, and I don't know if you know that, I mean, obviously a lot of boards are made now with on the computer with uh, you of know, course. different programs. Sure. And I used to, to work, uh, design cars and used to, to make cars in 3D, like, uh, and, and so the surfboards was actually quite easy <laughs> to make, but you had to learn a lot of, I think that the properties of surfboards, but the actual craft of doing something on the computer was really not new to me. So for me, that, that was like a, the, the easy step. The difficult step is to make boards that work. Oh, that makes sense. I'm processing that for a moment. So you're working on Lamborghinis and Audis, but in your brain, you're thinking about surfboards. And then you take the technology for these cars and then you apply it to surfboards. Exactly, yeah. But then when you applied it to surfboards, that didn't always work right away. It took no. a while. Yeah, it took What's, a while. What would you say the biggest challenge in creating a surfboard that's truly functional is? Um, I think, first of all, I think the, the alternative shapes like a fish or like a graveler are a little bit more easy to make because, they, you know, they, there's more freedom if, if you have the nose a little bit too thick tail to fig people think it's a feature that the most difficult thing for me was to make a, a shortboard like a really like a performance shortboard because people who write shortboards they know they see every mistake if the nose is just a tiny bit too thick they're like eh, don't like that or the, if the rocker has too much of a step in it so the shortboard funny enough i, I thought it would be the opposite the shortboard was, was the most most difficult to really nail that's and, really interesting you also said though that's because of the quality of the rider what if you had a, an, a surfer who was equally adept at a shortboard, mid-length, long board? What if, what if the surfer could surf any one of those boards? Do you still feel the same way? Um, <clears throat> probably, because the, the, the shortboard, like I said, I think everybody, as short, you see shortboards all around and they, they have this really certain look to it. Alternative boards, you know, you have, they're just more, more playful. You, you, can, you can experiment. Shortboard is not really the place to experiment, so you really have to nail it. Yeah. I got you. So you have a much more picky clientele with a with the shortboard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that all makes sense. I can't stand normal shor shortboards because I live here and I surf in Guiones, and Guiones <laughs> is a very soft, soft very area. soft wave, especially when you're six three, two hundred something pounds. It's a, <laughs> you need float. And out where we surf, well, fortunately for me, almost everyone rides shortboards because they want to be cool because they think that it looks yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'll pick on one of my friends in the lineup right now. So I, I have a friend. He just transitioned to a twin fin fish. And I'm telling him, move your feet side to side. The fish needs to go rail to rail. Fishes aren't made to stay flat. Yeah. You're not riding the board right. And... He's like, well, what do I do? How do I get better? I said, go get a longboard. 
get a longboard, walk around everywhere on it. And he's like, no, I learned on a longboard. I, I, I'm real good at longboarding. I learned how to longboard. And I yelled at him joking around. I'm like, you stink at longboarding. <laughs> you stand there. <laughs> so just standing up on a longboard is not longboarding. Yeah, longboarding yeah. is walking around all over the place, finding the exact right spot for the rail to engage yeah. and on and on and on and on. So he was just looking at me like I was crazy because in his mind, he's like, no, I started on a longboard. I can stand up. So now I need to be cool and go to these other boards. But he wanted to get on a fish because that looks cool. And I'm trying to explain the reason why the fish isn't working for you is because you're not putting your feet in the right place and you're not using the rails and the tail in the proper manner. So uh, most of the people out there are all riding shortboards because they think it looks cool. And because they can stand up and ride flat on it, they're like, yeah, I'm really ripping now. And the reality is watching most people surf is extremely boring. They just stand there. Yeah. So what do you have to say about all that? No, I, I totally agree. And it's funny that I, I, don't, I mean, it's probably the people to blame who sell surfboards because I think you, you well, not maybe not to blame, but the, the thing is, yeah, everybody wants a shortboard. It's just like the classic picture you have in mind. If you, if you, you know, you see contests, everybody's riding shortboards. Nobody rides a fish. So people have this, oh, I need a shortboard. And for me, it's always funny. Also back home at the hook, it's like a spot in, in Santa Cruz where, you know, there's sometimes it's a fantastic wave, but a lot of times it's like mushy and, and slow. And people sit there with their shortboards and catching no waves whatsoever. And, Floating and, and, and sinking. Flo yeah, and then funny, and then I take out a mid length for a, a, a longboard, and it, it's just funny. You, you laugh and say, "Okay, guys, you, you just have, clearly have the wrong board." For the, for, you know, it's 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 always about the the day the, the you know the board has to fit the wave and and the day. So yeah, in Osara, I I I, I packed a, a single fin, a fish, a twin fish, and a short board, and a short board that doesn't have the fins on it yet. I never rode it yet. But I hope to go up to Mabea or, or you know, Playa Negra, then it's a good port for there. I got you. So around here, you've been riding your bigger equipment thus yeah. far. Yeah, just flat the rock. I mean, you can have, a, you know, the, as, as you know, twin fish, you can have a really small 5.4, 5.5, really small board that almost has the same volume as a, as a short board, but it's just a flatter rocker and it just gets you in the wave way easier. All right. You mentioned fish. So let's start talking about that. So a twin fin fish or a four fin fish, what's your preference and why? Um, for me, I, the, the one I have, it has uh, four fin boxes, so I'm, I'm flexible. I, I use it as a, as a keel, like a twin fin with keels, or like now it's a, it has a quad in there. Um, yeah, the one above your left shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And the quad for me adds more stability. The, the, the keel is a bit more skatey. Um, depends also on the, on where you positions the fin, like the, the keel, if you, if you move the fins forward, like if you move the fin boxes forward, um, it just, uh, gets, gets more skating, more loose. If you put the fin box backwards, it gets more stable. So on, on this board, the, because it's a quad setup, the fin boxes are more forward, hence more skating. So I, I like that on the board. If it's smaller, it's more like a, you know, easy rampy wave that you want to turn quickly. I serve it as a keel. Once it gets bigger and I need more drive, more control, I use it as a quad. I got you. So you're open to, to either way. You don't really have yeah. a preference. It just depends on the waves. Yeah. I mean, my, my some friends in Bali, they only write retro ports and they, <laughs> I said, hey, get four fin boxes or five, you're flexible. There's no way, only pure, you know, which is cool. But for me, I like to play around and, and I, I think um, having more fin boxes, there's so much you can do. It's, it's, like Maybe send those guys a bonzer or something, but if they're if yeah. they want to be pure and they have to go old school. Yeah, yeah, they have but they write bonzers, they write pure single, single things. And a good serve. And it's it, it's I, I, I respect it, you know. But personally I like to have options and, and try it's cool if you have one board and you can change it to like three different styles. That's a pretty good point. I can't argue with that. All right. So what about your mid-link? You have it set up as a single fin right now. Yeah. What's the difference for you with that as a single fin versus that as a quad? Um, quad, again, is a bit more stable and um, or more, yeah, not, not, not stable. Like, yeah, you say stable yeah. a lot. Well, on the, on the sing I mean, the single fin is, is, has the drive. You go like, you know, you lock it in and then you go straight. To do a turn, you have to be, you know, more smooth. You cannot, you know, make quick movements with it. On the quad, you, you just have the same stability, but it's just, 
a little bit more agile. If you press the rail harder to turn, the, the, the quad would just, you know, go in the right direction. The single fin likes to be more locked in, wider, bigger turns. So if it's a point break in a long wave, then a single fin makes a great deal of sense for you. Yeah. If you're at a beach break and you want to turn and have performance capacity, then you say go quad. Yeah. But in Osara, it's a funny wave because just today and yesterday, especially sometimes you have a wave. It's not super steep, but it can be fast. It can break pretty fast and, and you just, you know, on the single fin, you lock it in and you just shoot down and, and keep a high line on those faster waves and you don't turn really much. You just go. Yeah, what you're catching on is right. We have a lot of sections to make. Yeah. Like, for example, the waves by our standards the past two days have been pretty good. Yeah. So, but if you notice, it's 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 just a big closeout for many people. But for some people who can link up the sections, yeah. and you can have a lot longer ride. And that's what you're referencing that's right why, now. Yeah, that's why I took the single fin this morning. I saw and yesterday, too. So it's a bit bigger than, than the days before. And uh, um. Yeah, first of all, it gets you faster to the to the sweet spot because you, here you want to be more on the corner, right? You don't want to be in the middle of the wave because this is a closeout. Well, unless you're on a huge longboard and you catch it very, very, very early. Very, yeah, yeah, or stand up. There's like a few guys stand up paddling that they, they catch it early. But actually, that that's kind of my secret for whenever it gets really big is I take out longboards and I catch it so early yeah. that I can ride the wall, get out before it closes out, and then get back outside yeah. before the next yeah. one gets you. But isn't it cool that if, if yeah if you if you get dialed in the place and you, you you know which which board to take and you have just an advantage of you just get more waves. And that's have, have, true. I have a strong knack for choosing the wrong board each day, but that's on me. So um, <laughs> let's get back to you. I'm going to ask you a personal question, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but I hope that you do. Why in the world? After working for Lamborghini, Audi, and then Apple, I'm guessing you did okay financially. Why in the world are you making surfboards, which have about the least amount of profit margin of of just about anything? Why are you doing this? Why are know. you making surfboards? <laughs> I yeah, I mean, are you making so much money on surfboards? You're traveling around the world no, on no, all no, the no, money no. You, you make. You don't make any money on surfboards. I mean, unless you, you know, you. you I don't. was going to let you say that last part about you're not making any money on surfboards. So I appreciate you filling in the blanks. That's my point. You don't make any no. money selling surfboards. So yeah. why are you doing this? Um, I I love surfboards and I love I love making them. I li I like to ride them and and I really appreciate you know other people. Like Denise, uh, we, we, she, she, she we'll give a uh, shout out to Denise. Denise. She introduced us. <laughs> um, and seeing other people, you know, have fun on, on, on your surfboards, it's, it's really rewarding. And for me, it's, it's, um, yeah, I think okay, that's, so that's the biggest reason. So it's not a monetary play. No, no. It's something to do with personal satisfaction. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what's the best feeling when you get done with the board and you're wondering if it's going to work right? Or after someone rides it and they're like, hey, that was pretty cool. I had a good time. Um, both. I would say the first one because that means you go surfing. <laughs> and if, if I if I had a good session with a board, it's just it's double the reward. First of all, you had a good surf. Second, you know the board works. But I had I had boards that don't work at all. Like and then like, it really hurts. Uh, yeah, it's like I had. I mean, to be honest, to to really, you know, really fuck up a board completely you have to do a lot of things wrong like like completely and that, that happened one time <laughs> um and i tried to do a board that goes in both it, it sounds pretty way, um funny and uh, yeah didn't turn out well but a board that you could do it right in both directions so you have on one side you have i want that board you have a single fin set up on the other side you have a quad so i was thinking you know it had a different shape different nose different tail so i was my imagination is you have a pintail on the single fin and on the other side you had a, a, a rounded tail how big was the fin um well it was it was not glassed in but what happened is i made the rocker the same on both sides and that board just did did not work in both ways so it was quite funny that's, that's the funny. first time it was really like abs absolutely not working that's that's kind of funny but it was your first one no, no, no. That was the, like, it was an experiment. So that's was your some, first experiment. Yeah. Like really bit. wonky. And then, but that led to that, that led to a product. We actually, that's the only product we really made some margin and, and we sold. And it was a, a single fin that could fit into a normal fin box. So imagine you have a truster like futures. Um, we did it with futures together. Um, future fin box in the center. And that fin is a, is a single fin that's a little bit skewed to the front. 
and you can mount it into into your into your center fin box. Jeez, man, I'm sold. I, I would. Yeah, that's a, a great idea. It because it's, it's like you know you, you, you like single fins, but you don't want to commit to a, to, a, yeah. to a board. And um, yeah, it, it works. That's a great idea. Yeah, and we were the first one who you know came up with the. So what's going idea. on with that these days? I we get we sold out at the moment. So let's see. Well, good but, for you. All right, so you're gonna <laughs> find a way to make some money on this somehow, anyway. Yeah, it pays. Uh, it pays a uh, lunch at Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, so if you had a board to ride, let's just call it a chest chest high day, decent condition, wind on shore just a little bit. What do you ride? Uh, what's the wave looking like? Like the wave is about chest high, but hollow or more? No, chest high on shore, crumbly, oh, oh. maybe a hollow section if you're a professional, but. Just overall, uh, let's say 10 being good, it's a seven, six and a half, seven. How waves most normally are, what would you go to? Uh, probably get the fish, too. Yeah. And would you go with the twin fin or a quad? Um, on this quad, yeah. Because sometimes if it's wobbly, it's somehow there's more turbulence underneath the board or more, more air. Um, and, and the quad is just holding better. The twin fin would be a little bit... Uh, for, for me, twin fins are better for personally for, for clean waves. I got you. On the car development stuff, a lot of the times they use air, like air tunnels. Yeah. Have you ever done that for your surfboards? Like no, air tunnels? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know what you mean. Yeah, no, no. Pardon my no. terminology. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I've seen it done like uh, on in videos where they shoot like colored air around it to yeah, yeah, see yeah, how yeah. it it's flows. Like aerodynamics, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I think they, they, they have it, of course, for, for boats. They do, they do it, especially for the high-end sailboats. Big when time they, for boats. Yeah. So, but for the surfboats, no, we, we never tried there. Yeah. It'd be interesting if they could do that for the channels or for the bottom of the surfboards. See. I've always wondered that, so that you could kind of compare your single concave or your double or your channels are just flat and kind of... How does it work? But it seems with surfboards, there's so much variation because of the fin. Because yeah. you have a single fin in that right now. I could go take that out as a quad, and we might have a completely different experience. Yeah, yeah. I think the fin is... I think between fins, if you have a softer, harder fin, even then you make it feel a difference. But especially if you if you switch from single to twin or quad or truster, makes, yeah, like you said, it's a completely different board. Seems like that makes surfboards forever confusing like really <laughs> yeah. like how in the world are we ever going to sync up when we have different size fins going in all the time yeah but it's it's cool that it's like this right like there's no 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 rules right? or no it's just so you like the never-ending journey part of this yeah, yeah yeah of course yeah and also i i was more like you know like most of people like i had short boards and the only thing i served is short boards short boards short boards and and um, but since a few years, because you just get, especially if you make boards, it's boring to make the same boards all the time. So I was like, oh, how about, um, you know, doing a single fin? And I think um, I saw Alex Nost in Playa Negra like a few years, like 10 years ago it was, I think, and didn't know who it was. And so I saw him surfing the Negra at, the, you know, barrels was like head high. And he was like on a, on a single fin, like a seven, six or so, so like pintail. And for me, that really sparked. I was like, "Oh wow, I, I want to try to to make try to make boards like this and and try try a bit of that surfing." I get you. What's the most popular board in your whole lineup? What do you sell the most of? Um, I think the shorty is pretty pretty um, popular. Shortboard. It's, it's it's a shortboard, but not not uh, like a, a super extreme performance. It's like something I would surf in California. I surf in California most of the days. It's a bit flatter rocker. It's just like a well, well, super balanced board. So early entry point, good paddler. Yeah, and has a rounded, uh, not a pin, but a round tail. Mm -hmm. So it's smooth. It's not like a, it's it's really nice, but still you can break out the tail. Um, so this one and yeah, the fish gets more and more popular. The one on on my left here, the um, uh, in 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 Bali, people a few people bought it in Bali now because there's there's so many surfing there and they were curious what what kind of board is. Another like two three people just bought it. Um, ordered, ordered what's there. So. I was going to guess that it was your fish, but that's because I'm making sense. More people need that fish than yeah. they need the shortboard, but the shortboard looks a lot cooler and is closer to what they expect 
in their mind they should be writing. Yeah, but that shortboard, I think, is, is, is on the line of, okay, it's still something you could write if, you, if you're learning. Because it's mm. not like I'm not like no potato chip or not no that it's the, also the rocker is is it's just a, a bit flatter. Isn't that the trend in all of shortboards <laughs> right now? Even the big guys, the Lost, the Almerics, the all those guys are starting to sell boards that have a little bit more beef to them. Yeah, which is good. I mean, it's like the, the I mean, I, I think when was it like my, my first board I bought <laughs> bought it in France in Oscar. It was uh, when I was eighteen. And the guy, and he was beginner. I was a complete beginner. And he said, yeah, no, this should be good for you. And it was the thinnest board I've ever had. It's like two, two, two inches, like, like tiny. And he said, yeah, yeah, this is good. And <laughs> this Australian guy, really good surfer. And I said, yeah, cool. I buy it. It looks good. And I still have that board somewhere, but I was caught up in that same generation. Like I came up learning to surf when Kelly Slater was riding those glass slipper boards and basically setting surfing back for years and years and years. <laughs> And we, I, I live in Florida where there's no waves. I, it's, we try to surf, but the reality is there's some waves a couple days a month and it's just a horrible place to surf. And we're out there on these <laughs> tiny, tiny little boards trying to ride wind slop, trying to be cool because that's what they're doing in the magazines. Yeah. And if you pulled out a longboard, everyone would start yelling and making fun of you. And then, I don't know. It's probably around, I was probably about 20. Some of my friends found, they found an old longboard. And they were like, well, we found it. It's free. Let's, let's ride it. They took it out on these tiny days and they were getting 100 yard, 100 meter long rides. And I'm sitting there sinking, catching nothing. And this happened about two, three, four, five times. And then finally it hit me. I was like, all right. All right, I'm on the wrong team here. I don't care about looking cool anymore. I want to have fun. Yeah. So I got an old 11 foot beat up, horrible, horrible longboard. And then I had the time of my life. And then I drove around with that board on top of my car until it, until it died. I mean, it's really about like, it's what you, what people say, you know, it's like the more waves you get, the better you're going to surf. And, and it's not about sitting and waiting half an hour because you cannot catch any wave. The more waves, you, even if you sit in, sometimes it's best to sit in the inside, take smaller ones, but you, you go, you just take you know, the waves you can, then you get better. And it's still, it doesn't matter which level you are. It's always true. And to get waves, you have to get the right board. Well, if you can't catch it, you can't surf. You just, yeah. Yeah. You just paddle. That's why, I mean, it's so funny. If people learn surfing, I think some people have, because um, some, some people make it look really easy. So you think, oh, okay, I just get a surfboard, paddle a little bit. Um, but it's not like skiing where the, the, the slope doesn't, you know, oh, doesn't move. Right. You, you can go down the slope. 10 times and you can practice and, and improve each time on the on the way on surfing it's just different i went skiing one time and after i went down the mountain i stopped and looked back up at that thing and it blew my mind well one because i'm from florida we don't have mountains we just we don't even really have hills um but it was like i couldn't stop thinking about it. it's like that thing's there all the time i can go down it again and again, and again, and I can go this way, I can go that way, I can do all this stuff. And that's what I've always felt is missing from surfing. Because well, if you're surfing on a two foot day, and a one set wave comes through, it's gone. And then there's like 30 people or more sometimes competing for that one wave. And yeah, I mean, maybe the wave pool is gonna change that probably. What's your take on wave pools? Do you love them? Or do you hate them? Um, well, I would love to surf it. You know, Kelly, Kelly's pool looks pretty, pretty good. And I have a few friends who surfed there, but, um, didn't, didn't yet myself. But, um, I, I think it's just a bit tricky with the energy it needs. You know, it's, it's a bit of a waste of energy, to be honest. If you talk about environmental, you know, friendly, this is not environmentally friendly. It's like, a, you know, takes so much power. So it sounds like you love them and hate them. Yeah. I mean, that I, 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 I've, I think as an idea to have have a wave that's always the same, I think this addresses your point or our point that skiing is easy to learn. Surfing will be, you know, it's going to be really easy to learn. Um, on the other hand, I think you still need to figure out how to make a really good wave and, and, and not use too much energy and be just more efficient. I think in Australia, I saw this thing as a plunger. It's a plunger in the middle of, a, of like a lake. And then you have five, five, five waves created with one movement. 
So things like this could could be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of wave pools. I want them everywhere, all over the world. I think people would be happier. I think a lot of the world problems could be solved if people got to surf. Yeah. Like if it were up to me, I'd go straight to the Middle East. I'd build a big, huge, awesome wave pool right there where Israelis and Palestinians can both surf yeah. and no guns are allowed, just a surfboard, and you have to take off whatever weird clothing you have, and you just surf. I think that would lower tension a great deal. But that's yeah, just my seen opinion. It under, yeah, I, and again, I like I, I'm talking smack here, man. I'm sitting in a microphone in Costa Rica, and, we're, and there's waves breaking right here right now, so things aren't that bad for me but still people fighting over waves sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah we fight so, hey we fight a lot less here mm -hmm. in guiones than anywhere i've ever been in florida we like to fight in california like to fight yeah. um in florida in particular because we never have waves so when you have them they're only there for a couple hours if that so everyone's pretty amped up um it's very unpleasant but here in guiones that's actually that's probably my favorite thing about the wave here is actually the vibe yeah It's not the wave itself. It's just that people are nice and that the locals who live here, they help enforce that. There's a young crew of locals coming up that really they need to they need some lessons actually in etiquette. But the the more established ones, like the people who've been giving lessons for a long time, mm. um, you know, you, there, there's so many. There's too many to, to mention right here. But there, there, there's a lot of really really good people who help regulate the lineup. And whenever people start fighting, they're like, no, get out of here. This is Guiones. We're not going to do that. And I'm, I'm really proud of them for that. I wish, I wish every lineup was like that. I mean, it's a, yeah, I, I felt I had the same experience. People are really, really friendly. Everybody is happy if the, if the waves are good and it's like a lot of sharing. And even if, you know, if people drop in, you know, they go out again if they see you. So it's not like other spots where, you know, they drop in, look at you in the bag and, don't care just do their thing it, it you seems like you'll really, fight on the beach and yeah turns into a big thing and but i think partly it's, it's just a big beach too right you have so many takeoff spots you there's no and on a point break you have this takeoff spot on most of them and, and then you fight around that spot here That's you can sit point. you can sit anywhere and you'd be lucky to you know sometimes the peak is here sometimes there yeah man that's a really good point like playa negra is does not have a good vibe Yeah. Uh, I'll say it publicly. There's nothing to hide there. Playa Negra does not have a good vibe. You have a very small takeoff area, and that's why it doesn't have a very good vibe. If Playa Negra was huge, <laughs> yeah. it'd probably have a pretty good vibe. Yeah. But the nice. takeoff area, especially on the days when it's serious, it's not very big. It's it's the size of this room. So yeah. that's what causes it. And uh, it's the same way at Point Breaks. It's the same way at Ollie's. It's the same way at other places. People start snapping whenever there's too many people for one takeoff area and in guiones we have kilometers of open beach and you yeah. can find a peak pretty much yeah it's pretty pretty special yeah and again the locals have done a really cool job adrian from aguativia sat right here this is one of our local surf schools and i asked him i said hey man why is the vibe so good here like why why is it so chill and he said it's because of the waves It's like, okay, that makes sense, Adrian. He, and then he told me, he said something really funny. He said, man, if the waves stop breaking for a month, everyone around here will be killing themselves, just like everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, because it's so consistent. Like, yeah. <laughs> he got me with that one. So that maybe it is. Either way, I'm glad I'm here. And I'm glad you're here, too. Why did you name your surfboard brand Awesome? Oh, it's been too, too long. I, I can't. I don't know. I mean, it came a bit with the logo the, because we, 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 we were having different names and then at the same time making logos for them and, and typing. And awesome, we, we figured out to make an ambigram. I don't know if you know what that is. If you turn, it's because you can flip it around, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what that means? Oh, I'm yeah. not very smart, but I'm thinking that's what it means. You yeah. can flip it around. Yeah, you can you flip still it around. It. See, it. yeah. I okay. Don't know if you see my head, if I flip it around, I don't know if you see that, but I got you. It's like uh, so. That's what got you your name. Yeah. I'm not yeah, talking yeah. it out. I just, that's kind of funny. Well, it's sort of, I've never heard that story yeah, before. Yeah. It was like a parallel. Yeah. We liked the name and then, oh, the logo works. So. Were there any other parallels that came pretty close? <laughs> no, I think that, that was the one. That was the yeah, one? That was the one. Who all has seen your boards that, uh, as, say, a reputable person who's seen your boards and taken a look at them? Um, from, from, 
I don't know. Like, has Kelly Slater ever seen your surfboard and said that he thought it was awesome? Or you, you're good at guessing. You know, no, no, no. Yeah, Kelly. I was um, just over Christmas. We were in um, Hawaii, um, uh, Oahu, North Shore, and a friend of mine is, is friends with Kelly. So um, he said, "Yeah, come over. He's here now." And so we said hi. We went surfing together. He checked out the board. No way. And, um, Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Good. That that's awesome. Yeah. Damn it. I didn't mean to say that. I'm not trying to be cheesy. That's really cool. Yeah. No, no. He, yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot. The, the, the awesome. Uh, but no, no. Yeah. Super, super nice guy. It's, it's some of those persons you meet and you think you know them well because you see them, you know, uh-huh. growing up. You see Kelly Slade and TV everywhere. And then you meet him and you think, oh, I know him. You know, it's like the my friend. What but did he obviously say? He, he never saw me before. Did, did <laughs> so, he like look at it and he's like, uh-huh, that's kind of cool. Or was he, did he uh, like hold it and look at it and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, checked the he, he liked it. Yeah. And then he, he, he said, well, come over and, and we went to his, where he has all his boards and it's maybe in, in a, in a, in a room there with 60 surfboards, maybe like stacked on the, like everywhere surfboards. And he, he showed me like a few, you know, a few special ones. He said, I might find interesting from, from the shape and, 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 and told stories about it. Wow. Cool. So did he enjoy talking about the surfboards too, or was he just doing it to be nice? No, I think he, I mean, he's, he's quite of, he's quite interested in surfing <laughs> so, yeah. and surfboards for him. I, I, you could, you could tell he, he just loves. It's legit. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, show, I remember one, it was a Weber, I think, um, surfboard with a, you know, when you said the, 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 the thin boards and this one has a huge rocker, like complete banana. And continuous though, so it's like no, 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 you know, some of the rockers are stepped, mm-hmm. meaning you have a you know higher a nose with a little bit more rocker. You have your flat spot, and then you have a tail rocker. This one was continuous, but super, you know, super. Those strong. are those banana boards. Yeah, Greg Weber's working on yeah. those boards, right? And and he, I really, think I like, read that somewhere. And it was super interesting to to hear that the concept behind it because it's like the continuous rocker for him says that's the reason you can make a smoother turn. And also, it, it makes it possible to have um, to have that strong rocker because it's continuous, and it's a very strong single concave. So the 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 the, the center of the board on the bottom that is um, you know like concave, meaning that if you do that and your nose and the tail is less concave, you just shave the middle. Your rocker in the middle gets actually less than the rail. Wow, what a trip! So, I'd love yeah. to try one of those. Yeah. I, di- I didn't try it, but I think it, it, it made sense, you know, and, and the, 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 the rational behind it. I wonder if I could ride it. I'd like to give it a go. I really want to get a surfboard that has tiny little fins, just enough fins to bite and turn a little, but also small enough to where you could do lots of 360s. Like Derek Hines' whole free friction thing, I've really I, enjoyed it. And I had a, a, a John Wegener bluegill that made it down here, but then it snapped. Shout out to Oscar for snapping my bluegill. But I really would like to get a hold of something that has some extra float because in Guiones, we, well, you saw it today. We have a lot of waves that if you can get on rail and get enough speed, you can make a lot of sections. And almost everyone out there, myself included on a normal board, can't get enough speed to make those sections. But on that bluegill, it was, it was really neat because if you, if I wanted to slow down, I went forward. And if I wanted to speed up, I went back. It was just the opposite. And the rails were really sharp in the back. And I had these tiny little fins. And uh, I used to be able to make so many sections and do big, huge, long slides. And for me, sliding is just glorious. It's one of my my most favorite feelings. I really like to slide. So you have a finless board still? Well, I tried to have one made. Uh, It's kind of similar to your single fin. I had one made by a guy here in Costa Rica. I don't want to say his name because it didn't work out so well, but he just did huge channels in the back, but there was no channel in the front to catch the water to send it. And there was nothing, there was really nothing at the front. It was just standard surfboard in the front in all channels in the back. And it just whips around. It doesn't have any, I really would like to get one. So it would be awesome. Pardon the pun. If, if you could make one of those for me, I would, I would love that. I would yeah, sign we should up. talk about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. curious because I never, I never tried the the. I'll you know, be your the, test pilot. Yeah. Seriously, I, I, well, we've got the consistency in the waves, and I've got a photographer on the beach every morning from our normal business, and I would love to give that a try if you'd consider it. Yeah, no, I, I would love to. 
yeah. mean, and and uh, um, you know, Barry McGee is uh, like a, an, an artist in the in the Bay Area, like um, and uh, surfs too, and and he's like, yeah, I see him sometimes in Polinas, and Finless, and just doing you know, three sixties, and it's like super fun. Yeah, I want to do that. Like, the, the, those those foams, those what do you call it? It's it's like boogie or? board foam. Yeah, soft top. Uh, like it's kind of uh, like the soft top foam, but yeah. like Ryan Birch and those guys, they call them lord boards, and they yeah. ride just the foam. Yeah, I uh, I can't get a hold of that down here. I've been looking everywhere. I forgot the term for it. I'm like I said, I'm not. It's the same foam that they make boogie boards out of, except it doesn't have the coating on it. It's just the foam itself. Ah, uh, okay. I I can't get yeah. it here. I've been trying, but they get those and they slap holes in it and they hit it with hammers to to cause all types of. Shape, yeah, yeah friction on the bottom and it goes i really want to get a hold of some of that stuff i want to get something with more float than an alaya but similar feeling yeah yeah but with that same yeah i, I like to slide pin <laughs> i miss it fins gets oh boy for like for me there's no worse feeling than riding a surfboard that the tail's sinking and this happens in guillonies a lot when i ride shortboards you're riding a shortboard you got to do your turn and you're sinking and you can't really do a turn. You can't release, yeah, you can't you carve, stuck, yeah. you can't do anything. And that's what 98% of the surfers, I just made that number up, but that's what 98% of the surfers are doing out there. And every day I just kind of shake my head. We're all riding the wrong equipment. Oh, it's a classic like cutback to, yeah. <laughs> to not continue surfing yeah like yeah. if you have a little bit more float you have the cut back you, you catch the white water and get you right back in but mo most people don't make it back to the white water and they just go stuck that's exactly right or go over the top or mm -hmm. are one of my other big pet peeves is people riding a board that they, it's like seven foot or eight foot and they call it a long board and they think that's a long board <laughs> like <laughs> come on that's not a long board it's not a long board unless you like can get the glide like yeah. if you can move all around it yeah and not, and not hopping you just you know cross steps and i mean for me longboarding and i I'm, i started a few years ago and i'm not not good at it but it's something i really want to learn it's it's to see a good longboarder is one of the nicest things like and you and you can tell yeah, if if they're like really good and they're catching big waves and they're like just it's just beautiful moving but, everywhere putting yeah. the rail in the right spot but there's not many you know there's not there's many good not. longboarders and, and no, but isn't that it's so ironic because people learn on a longboard so they're like i got this i stood yeah. up on it so i, I know how to longboard well, it's really difficult i think too right i mean especially if it's a bit, bit steeper fast wave to have to have the you know the boss to to move forward and and, and just stand there on your toes Hey, so why are you here in Nosara? I forgot to ask that. Yeah, I've been to Costa Rica like six or seven times, and and twenty years was the first time I was in Costa Rica, and um, mainly Playa Negra. Um, when the, like every time I was in Costa Rica, I went to Playa Negra, um, even uh, Limon. I went to Limon too, and um, all over the place uh, except Nosara. And I think the other spot is on the list is um, the left Pavones. Um, so this trip. We said, okay, let's do Nosara. And um, yeah, it's really like it. Nice. Well, I cannot tell you that we have a better wave than those places because we don't. Um, Negras definitely has a better wave. It's just crowded and, and the community is a little different. Pavonis is just way down there, but it's a long, beautiful, amazing wave. There's a lot of waves down there, actually. Um, Limon, I've never been over there, so I can't say anything. But this area, the positive of this area is the community. It's the vibe. It's how nice people are. Yeah. It's surfing in a lineup that's friendly. It's and the wave is. I mean, the, I think it's just a super fun wave. You know, even like if it's like uh, overhead other waves. You know, I surf Ocean Beach a lot, and then if it gets too big, I'm I'm like really scared. I wouldn't go surfing. Here it seems like you can surf double overhead. Maybe I mean I haven't seen it like this, but well, Ocean Beach you have a big wetsuit weighing you down. It's yeah, cold it's just and it's strong scary. too. I mean, the wave is so strong. It's like here, yeah, it, it's it's really. That's why I want to come back. It's 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 just fun surfing here for me. Just sum it up. It's like it's not crazy exciting in terms of the adrenaline, but it's just solid fun. It's 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 a good wave. It's good for those two boards. Yeah, and then every now and then maybe these short boards. But the reality is, it's really good for those two boards. 
And then, yeah, I mean, you can drive a bit. I guess you get to, I went to Ostional, Ostional one yeah, day. Yeah, we're not, we're not talking about all that, but there's a lot of other waves around here. <laughs> you have to tell me off, offline. <laughs> so ne- a couple of next questions. What are your three favorite restaurants in the Nosara area? Um, well, we haven't been to, to all of them, but um, so far we have been to La Luna. That has been, I mean, obviously a great view. But- What'd you get there? I had went twice. I had, uh, I think it was a sea bass and a pizza. I think the pizza was fantastic. It's your European uh, style pizza. European thin crust. <laughs> a huge. It's like, I, I ate quite a lot, but I had <laughs> some troubles eating that pizza. It was very big, um, but, but really tasty. And then um, Harmony, we went a few times. Okay, okay. Um, then the, what was it? Um, a, a, a local? Uh, ah, a local. A local. But honestly, in LG, like the places are like, there was no place I said, oh, I don't go back. So uh, you're having a good experience? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's cool. Which in Costa Rica, I think 20 years ago, we talked about this before, a bit uh, offline, which it was hard to find food. Like, you, you know, you, you had the plantains, you had rice, you had beans, but that, that's about it. And, and yeah, you, hey, uh, 20 years ago or longer, you could find rice and beans or you could find beans and rice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, only rice. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, it's true. It's, it was like, and I think food is 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 so, especially if you surf, is so important, right? To get get your energy, get some get get good food. Um, well, it's part of what makes our community so neat. There's a lot of places to hang out and yeah. a, lot, a lot of cool restaurants. Do aliens exist? Do aliens exist? Aliens in in Nosara? I'm not sure. Just but. off there, up there somewhere. <laughs> Um, I, I think so. Yeah, probably so. All right. So next question, I'm going to get political on you. Who's going to win the United States presidential election in 2020? Um, well, I'm, I'm wondering, yeah, if, 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 if it becomes, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm afraid to say, and it's horrible to say that, but I think it's Trump again. And so you think um, Trump's going to get it again? I'm, I'm really worried. Yeah. And, 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 and the reason is, um, not because he's, he's so good or anything like that. I, I think that the Democrats, they don't have a candidate that can beat him. And, and it was funny. I watched some of these, you know, um, uh, deep debates. And when Bloomberg said, you guys are, cannot win, not a single guy or, or, you know, candidate can, can beat, uh, Trump, implying maybe that he can beat Trump. And he, he <laughs> the funny thing is he, he cannot beat Trump as well. So, but he's right if nobody can. And I hope I'm not right, but that's what I think. Okay. You have to surf Guiones for the rest of your life. No other waves. You're surfing here. That's it. You get one surfboard to choose. What's the board? Um, the fish. I would surf. Yeah. The fish above that yeah. fish? Yeah. It's a pretty good choice. All right. You have <laughs> one wave to surf the rest of your life. Just one wave. That's it. You can't go anywhere else. Oh, well. What wave is it going to be? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it has to be. I think it has to be like a, either a beach break or like a, a like a point break that goes both ways. Because I think if you only choose left or right, that that would not be good. Um, Your rationale is making sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking because I, I was tempted to say, you know, that one of my favorite waves is in in, in Tahiti, like uh, not not on the main island, but in in Morea. And I don't wanna say which one, but it's not crowded. It's amazing, but it's a left. So. Uh, yeah, don't want to surf always left. Um, okay, so one wave, you got to choose it the rest of your life. What is it? Okay, this is a bit of a... I only have been there once. It was Witch's Rock. I only have been there one time. And I don't know how consistent it is, but that one I remember was one of the, my best surf sessions ever. And it was left and right. And it was just perfect. So, so Witch's Rock. Would that be a good choice? You know better, maybe. It's a pretty good wave. But is I, it consistent? It's consistent enough. Mm, I wouldn't want to live there because there's nowhere to eat. It's all a big national park. But as just surfing is all we're talking about. Yeah, so just the wave. Like that, that wave in a good city. Left. We have no left, people. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Which is rocks are pretty good. One. All right. Yeah. If there's any person in the world that you could meet and hang out with for just an hour, just to have a meal or have coffee or something, who would you like to meet and get to know? Let me think about that. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. 
there were some people when I'm, yeah. I mean, I was lucky. I met Elon Musk once or twice. Uh, Did he crack any jokes? Not too much, no, not too many. I was kind of making a joke about yeah, yeah, that. No, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was, he was uh, you know, really kind. So, um, but I mean, going back and I, I wish I would have, you know, had, had a, a proper, you know, time to, to talk with, with Steve Jobs. Because, I mean, I worked for Apple and I, I, I saw him a few times. Um, he was even asking if I like it at Apple because he knew I came from Audi. So he asked uh, my boss, hey, Julian, does he like it? So, um, but I, I never, you know, I, I never really got to talk to him. So this would be the one person. All right. That's a pretty good answer. That makes sense. All right. Here's one of the last questions. Apple calls you on the phone a little later tonight. Julian. <laughs> <laughs> two million a year but you can't cheap surfboards anymore and you have to stop surfing but two million a year i have to stop surfing you have to stop surfing no. you have to stop making surfboards but it's two million a year but for the rest of your life as in even if you just work for a while and you quit you still get two million a year can i boogie board <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah. You can be a slide board. You can no, ride finless surfboards, yeah. or you can boogie board. No, I mean, I, 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 I want to keep on surfing. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I, if I, if, if this is all about money, I would still be at Apple and work, and I, I choose to, um, yeah, I choose to have more time instead of more money. I want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Is there anybody you want to give any shout outs to uh, while you have this platform? Well, first, Denise, thank you for bringing me here and introducing, uh, introducing us both. Um, uh, a shout out. Well, Brian, Brian, uh, Brian Forster, he is the, the partner of Awesome, you know, with, um, so we, we founded it together. Shout out to Brian. So I'm sorry I didn't mention him before, but he's a really, really good friend and, He's uh, like, we both shape the boards and we, you know, we, that's our business together. And of course, my wife, Nina, um, and my son, Leo. Thanks for coming Thank on. You. Awesome. Thank you.